everybody. Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 67. How you doing? Fact of the day. Ice cream was once called cream ice. Cream ice. It was back in, uh, I think, the 1600s. That would be like dog hots and burger hams or slaw coals. Cream ice. I think it has a little bit of a ring to it. Isn't Ralph's Ices, don't they have like, don't they have cream ice? Don't they have, or is it creamed ice? I don't even know. I wonder what made it do the old switcheroo. Who one day woke up and said, you know what, cream ice isn't working for us. We're going to go with ice cream. Anyway. Today's such a shit show. I can't even begin to tell you. First of all, my kids' school's closed. You know, they go to New York City public schools. Just got a note in the mail, the email, a couple weeks ago. Ah, school's going to be closed on June 8th. Why? Why? According to the national holiday calendar, there's no holiday today except World's Ocean Day and National Best Friend Day. Any reason why we're closing for Best Friend Day? I mean, really? As if the parents aren't having a hard enough time? I had a new girl start uh, on my team, in my department, right? A new girl starting. Um, and, you know, she's a very sweet girl. She She's a doll. And it's her first job, though. And, you know, it's like, this that's not easy. And she's, and she's reporting into me. And it's just uh, so difficult because usually uh, the people that are on my team have been working for years, years. This girl's fresh out of school. And... And, and, you know, I'm, I'm explaining to her simple things. What is Excel? What's a VPN? And she's going to be great. I know it. But, oh, my God, it's like training somebody brand new is like a, it's a job within a job. And it is thankless, let, my, let me tell you. Do you know how many times I've done that throughout the years? Oh, it's exhausting. On top of this nightmare, okay, week that I'm having, the, the thousand degrees out, school's closed for National Best Friend Day, new person at work. I'm cleaning up after dinner. I, I, I spill a whole entire tub of Clorox cleanup spray all over the kitchen floor. And by the way, if you know how to clean porcelain floors, I'd love for you to like email me and tell me or message me. I have in my kitchen. I have black and white checkerboard porcelain tile floors. Of course, I do. I this, that's just my signature. And. They're beautiful floors, and they are hard to clean for some reason. I use the Rubbermaid Reveal mop. I fill the mop up with uh, white vinegar and warm water, and, you know, that's how I clean it. That When I bought the tiles, this place in Staten Island, Family Tile, my girlfriend Priscilla gave me the, the name of the place. She said, you clean, they said, the clean, clean porcelain tiles with uh, white vinegar and hot water. I, I'm done cleaning my floor. The whole place stinks like a salad. I mean, it's really something. But today, I'm... Using the Clorox cleanup spray on my kitchen table because, you know, the kids eat, like, it last of the Mohicans. Like, they've never seen food before. And, and, and I knock it down. It goes all over. The bottle spills open, scroll all over the place. And, you know, so I'm just using copious amounts of paper towels. I'm mopping up Clorox cleanup spray. My new Amazon leggings, colorful koala. Good, good, they're good, by the way. $20. Can't go wrong. $24.99. Can't go wrong. Just like Lululemon. My new Amazon leggings, soaked in bleach. My hands, oh, I just smelled them right now, permeating in bleach. My nail polish starts coming up. It was, a, it was literally a horror show. And my porcelain tile floor, you know, I, all I could do is wipe it up with, the, with, with so many paper towels. Now my porcelain floor, it's cloudy. So every time I walk, I have a footprint. You know, when I walk on the black tile, I get a footprint, which I'm not really anal like that at all. But it, it actually is bothering me because the floor looks horrible it looks murky and and weird now there's there's this little footprints my footprint just ah oh, oh 
Anyway, so yeah, that's that. That's that. And it's a thousand degrees out here in New York, so got the, all the air conditioning on blast. I don't know where you are if you're in New York too, but oh my God, who could even go out? Who could even go out in this weather? Unless you buy the water, right? So you're going to die. The other day, I go to Kiehl's. You know the store Kiehl's? They have this face cream. I've talked about it before. I love it. It's a ultra moisturizing, I don't know, ultra something cream. It's the only cream with ultra in the title. It comes in a little white tub, and I like it. I have such sensitive skin. I'm oily skin. Um, but this cream is, it's a lightweight face cream. It works great. And I use, you know, lots, I use other things in the winter, but in the, in the hot months, I like to use this. So I go to Kiehl's and, um, you know, and, and I, I buy the cream. And then I was also buying another lotion that they have that I like called Creme de Corpse. That lotion, uh, it's the body lotion, but, or hand lotion. And it's, it's, it's really nice, really nice. And you know, I don't usually spend a, a lot of money on this stuff, but these two things are, are, are items I like to keep in my bathroom. So anyway, I go and pay, right? And, uh, and, and you know, and, and the guy, he takes my money, whatever. He gives me the merch, and, and he says, do you need a bag? And I was like, no, I'm okay. And then I look down, I realize I have my small pocketbook with me. So he said, yeah, you know what? Actually, I will take a bath. Now, a bag. I'll take a bath. Yeah, I'll take a bath. <laughs> lukewarm on the water. So he said, I'll take a bag. And I'm thinking that he's going to give me the bags that they usually give, which are a brown paper bag, you know, with the handle. You know what he tells me? We stopped making the brown paper bags, ma'am. I was like, that's missed to you. Um, and uh, all we have is the our green bags, you know, the tote bags. So I said, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll take one of those. Thinking it's going to be free. And then he goes, well, that'll be a dollar. I said, a dollar? A dollar for a bag? I said, and now, you know, if you're in New York City, you know that they're charging these ridiculous prices. You know, five cents a bag. I'm walking out of the supermarket with eggs, cream cheese, and Smucker's jelly in my hands because I'm not at a principal because I'm not paying five cents a bag. But anyway. I didn't know that I was going to go into Kiehl's and spend $55 or whatever I spent, $65, and they weren't even going to have the decency to give me a bag. And, you know, here's the thing. It's really not, you know, so of course, when I saw my boyfriend later that night, I had to break the whole thing down for him. And I said, it's really not about not having a bag. It's really not charging for the bag. Because, look, New York made the law. No plastic bags. Fine. You want to be dicks and you want to discontinue your paper bags. Fine. I don't like it, but fine. You want to wrangle people into buying your brand name on a, 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 a shitty cotton sheath of a bag. You want to make us buy that? Fine. But you make it a dollar? I mean, you know, that's just taking advantage. It's I told my boyfriend, it is about the dollar. It isn't about the bag. It's about the dollar. Like, that's just not right. And you know, you know the mock-up on these products. They, they, you know that they, they make a nice, handsome, you know, uh, uh, they, they make nice, handsome profits on these products. You know that they mock up the products. You know that they get the packaging for nothing. And you, the, you, can't, you don't even want to pass on a bag for five cents. 20 cents, a whole dollar. You know, I just think that's nerve. I just think that's nerve. So I said to the guy, I said, I don't want to buy a bag for a dollar. And he says, well, ma'am, if you buy the Kiehl's bag for a dollar, every time you bring the bag back when you shop, we'll give you a point. You know, I said, oh, okay. And, you know, I'm like, well, what do you get with the points? After you get a certain amount of points, you know, you get some free product. Travel size. Let me tell you something, guy, okay? 
What are the odds of me going to be walking all around this city and just say I want to stop in the store, stop in your store. I just, I'm going to just so happen have my shitty little Kiehl's bag, five by five size bag, cotton sheet that's probably going to rip the second I walk out the door. You think I'm going to have that on me? Get out of here. It was ridiculous. I, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. I bought the bag. But, that, and not, but that's because I had no options. I was going to a fancy party. I had a pocketbook on. I had a small pocketbook. got heels on. I didn't want to get shit all over my, you know, my, my clothes just because by default, anytime I carry something, I'm just a disaster. It go, everything goes all over the place. I'm thinking the black ink on the tub to the lotion is probably going to drip outside in the hot sun. It's going to stain my white top of the dress. So I walked out with a dollar bag and two products like a sucker. And I was just so annoyed. I'm just so annoyed with this whole thing. It's not that I can't afford the dollar bag. I just think it's obnoxious. You are better off to raise your product's prices, in my opinion, by a quarter. Put every product higher, a quarter higher, 50 cents higher. Give the bags for free. Or how about, I don't know, why don't you tell your greedy CEO to just give away the paper bags? That's an idea. You were doing that before. And isn't that funny? Kiehl's never gave plastic bags. This is a classic case of brands that take advantage. Kiehl's never, ever supplied their customers with plastic bags. And if they did, I don't remember. But as long as I've been shopping there, they always gave you a brown little paper bag with the handles. Now, New York makes the law, no plastic bags. Why are you doing away with the free brown ones? You know why? Because you're scheming. You're scheming and you're scamming and nobody appreciates it. But, you know, I mean, are the young people, are they really going to say, I'm not going to pay a dollar for the bag. I, you know, I felt like a grandmother would uh, the stink I made. But so what? I was listening to Mario Cantone the other day on a podcast. I just love him. Do you like Mario Cantone? Oh, man, I love him. He's going to be on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, or he was on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. I think I missed it. I got to try to find the episode. And by the way, he mentioned on his podcast he dyes his hair, you know, and, and all these celebrities, all these celebrity men, they all dye their hair. Why is it okay for the celebrity man to dye their hair, but it's not okay for the average man to dye their hair? Isn't that funny? You know, I have a friend of a friend. He dyed his hair. It was, he was gray, and he dyed his hair jet black. I didn't even know what to say when I saw him. He looked horrific. I mean, it was so obvious. He has the white brows. Everybody sees him with this white hair for years, 20 years, 25 years, white hair. Then he shows up one day with the jet black hair, and it was like the black-blue tint, you know? He looked like a he like an over-dyed version of Morticia Adams. It was so not becoming. And, you know, here's the thing. I don't know why, though. Uh, if he wants to dye his hair, fine. But, and I mean, really, if you want to dye your hair, you should just probably get it professionally done or maybe not just buy the box of blue-black Feria L'Oreal hair dye from Walmart and give, give it the old stab But, But you, we do have this stigma on uh, men, regular men, just dyeing their hair. But the celebs do it. We do. Us little girls do it. What, what's, what's the big deal with the guys? And I'm not talking about if you want to go dye your hair blue or get, you know, your frosted tips, not like who's doing that. Maybe Paulie D is still doing frosted tips. But, but, but if you, the, you're the, just the regular Joe Schmo working in the bowling alley and you want to give your old hair the box dye, you know, everybody's laughing. At least, at least that's my take on it. Okay. Mm. The Mario Cantone, he dyes his hair, 
And you know what he said on this podcast? He said that when the Carlisle reopens, and I love the Carlisle, the Carlisle Hotel on Madison Avenue. If you've never been to the Carlisle Hotel, specifically Bemelman's, which is a beautiful bar in the Carlisle, you know, it's Bemelman's, is, when you walk in the Carlisle Hotel, I think it's on like Madison and 75th, you walk in the Carlisle Hotel, right to the left is Bemelman's, right? And it's a beautiful jazz piano bar, cabaret bar, and there's a beautiful piano, and there's jazz music, and everybody's like jazz liquor, like, and tons of loot. Like, everybody's just fabulous in there. I love, I love uh, Bemelman's. And the, and the, the, the wallpaper, the, the or, or maybe it's frescoes, I don't know, on the wall, wallpaper. It's done, um, it's all illustrated by Bemelman, who illustrated Matt, the book Madeline, and uh, it's just it's one it's a wonderful New York haunt if you haven't been and you have to go. But on the on the other side of uh, the lobby, when you walk in the Carlisle on the right side, is Cafe Carlisle, which is a, a real club, um, jazz club, cabaret club, and every Monday night Woody Allen's band used to play there, um, and lots of people sing or whatever. I saw Jane Lynch. Uh, from Glee, uh, she was doing a number there, a, a small sh- uh, show with one of her um, past colleagues. I think, well, I think actually it was one of her colleagues, for her, one of the co-stars in Glee. But anyway, I, uh, I I've been there tons of times. I love it. And by the way, I studied with Jane Lynch for commercial voiceover. Nobody's booking me for commercial voiceover unless I'm selling jars of ragu. Let me just put that out there for you. But. Uh, that's why I was asking Jane Lynch. I was there for her because she uh, she was coaching me in commercial VO. Anywho, anywho, Mario Cantone said when the Carlisle opens back up, he is going to perform there and do cabaret, and we should all go. And let me tell you, comics do not perform at the Carlisle. They don't have comedy there. It's just music, and it's real, uh, you know, Michael Feinstein... Uh, the, the 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 American standards, um, you know Gershwin. I I love all of that music. I absolutely love it. I used to go to Feinstein's on the Regency a lot, and you know, and then they closed from the Regency Hotel. Now he's on Feinstein's Fifty Four Below in Midtown, which, by the way, is the old location of Studio Fifty. What well, was the former location? I should say of Studio Fifty Four. But but Feinstein's not open right now, and Cafe Carlisle's not open right now. But when it is open. Cantone's going to be there, and I am too, because I can't wait, and I just love that. You know, and the the Carlisle, let me just say, has such a cachet. You know, and like I said, you know, no one, no one from the stand-up comedy world does that room. No, we do not play that room. I, I, I most certainly would never. I, I don't play that room. And um, and I, and and Mario Cantone. I mean, you know, he describes the Carlisle as Bobby's townhouse. I mean, what's not to love about him? There's actually a good movie about the Carlisle. It's on, um, it's on. I think it's on Netflix um, or Amazon. It's, I think it's called Inside the Carlisle. Another good movie, by the way, is a, that 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 talks about the Carlisle. You could really. The, my favorite is uh, Elaine Stritch has a movie, a documentary. I think it's called Just Shoot Me, but it's a few years old. You know, when she was still alive, and she used to live in the Carlisle, and uh, it's it's a really great New York movie. Selfishly, I uh, only like to tout and watch New York movies. You know, of course, why why would I like to do anything else? Anywho, so yeah, Cantone at the Carlisle. Sign us up. Sign us up. On a more average note, I was at Costco 
You know what's such a good item at Costco? I don't know if you buy this, but it's it's so good. Costco sells, Kir, you know, Kirkland brand. I love the brand. They sell a big bag, two-pound bag of frozen shrimp, peeled and deveined, $15 or $15.99. I think this is like the buy of the century from Costco. I mean, I've talked about Costco before. Their, their pesto is good. They have, you know, they have lots of good things. They make these chocolate cup Kirkland brand. They make these big this big tub of chocolate covered almonds and chocolate covered raisins. I mean, they, then they have you know they they blow raisinets out of this water. But the Kirkland shrimp, I gotta be honest with you, it's delicious. And for fifteen dollars, you know, I was in Whole Foods, okay, and there was a two pound bag of shrimp, and it was like twenty nine ninety nine. You know, it's all like probably you know, like wild, you know, shrimp living in the lap of luxury, the shrimp, like, I don't know, sleeping on, you know, fancy shrimp beds. But, I, you know, this, I mean, this is probably farmed, but they're big. They're not small, they're not small shrimp. They're, they're nice sized shrimp. And, um, and I've, I've been buying it. And, you know, one of my girlfriends, I was talking to her about this and she said, what are you, what are you doing with all the shrimp in the fridge? I said, to, I said, to be honest, I said, I just, I make it, I make a lot of shrimp. Uh, in for salads in the week, I, I, I told her all I do is I defrost. I defrost like a cup, or even two cups of shrimp. I defrost it. I put a little tiny olive oil in the in the uh, in in a sauté pan. I put the shrimp in there. Not even garlic. I mean, because I'm so lazy. Not even garlic. Not even onion. I'm too exhausted. I would put like Old Bay seasoning on the shrimp. That's it. I I I flip them. I cook them for I don't know, a minute and a half, two minutes tops, and they're done. I put them in a Tupperware, I put them in the fridge, and then I, I have shrimp for, for my salads, for work and, you know, whatever. And um, so it's so easy. So easy. And please, I mean, $15, that's how much I would spend for a, sh- a shrimp salad. That's probably less than I would spend for a shrimp salad in a restaurant. But, yeah, really, really delightful. Absolutely delightful. There was another thing at, at Costco that I wanted to tell you about that, that I... Um, I totally forgot. Hmm. I can't remember. I did buy a Puma jumpsuit at Costco. You know, like a tracksuit at Costco. That that was months ago, though. But, yeah, Costco is really... They're, they're good. They're so good. I was... Um, I was reading all, over the weekend. It was a funny kind of question. Somebody said, uh, What is the greatest luxury you spend your money on each month? What, what's what's your greatest luxury you spend each your money on each month? One only one item. And someone's answer, I love their answer. They said, uh, he said, I spend five hundred dollars in prescription medicine. <laughs> That's not covered by my insurance. And I I thought that was such a good answer. I thought about what do I spend every month that like you know consistently. That's a luxury. I mean, personally. I have to say anything I buy on Amazon is just, like, probably my luxury. Whatever I buy on Amazon. I mean, I do buy groceries there, so it's, I, you know, excluding groceries. But, you know, just like those 4 a.m. scroll sessions on Amazon, and I'm just throwing things in my cart. Shit comes to my door two days later. I don't even know what it is. I don't even remember that I bought it. I actually bought a wall calendar, a 2021 wall calendar from Amazon last week. Because, I don't know, I was in the middle of the night going crazy, having anxiety. I don't have a wall calendar for my kitchen because the pandemic made everything so so crazy everywhere. And I bought this wall calendar full price. It's June. 
Why am I buying a full cal- a, full, a full price wall calendar in June? But I did. Um, but 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 outside of pandemic, outside of pandemic time, I would say my greatest luxury that I spend money on, and this is so terrible, is is taxis. The taxi and limousine commission, they have my extra money. In fact, if I only had, if I even had half of that money that I spent my entire life, in my entire adult life, if I had that money invested, oh God, forget it. I'd own my apartment by now. I would absolutely outright own it, no mortgage, nothing. Because there's something about taxis that I just find so delectable. Like, Besides the fact that, like, if you're wearing heels, listen, the reality situation, if you live in New York and you go outside, you how you want to wear cute shoes, wedges, heels, whatever, stilettos, the Manolos, whatever, you, you can't, where, where are you going in those shoes? What are you going to do? You're going to walk to the subway, heave ho, four avenues to the subway, four avenues, a few blocks over to this good old subway, walk down the stairs, have people hollering at you all the whole way thinking that you're for sale, get the hell out of here. You take a cab. That's what you do. You take a cab. But the cabs, you know, they add up, especially with these the surcharges they've been putting on the cabs. All of a sudden, you get in a cab. It's like it's already charged you four seventy five. I have to say, why'd you charge me four seventy five congestion fee? I just stepped in. You didn't even go to the end of my block yet. I'm already five dollars in the home. It's a congestion fee for what? Where is the congestion? You picked me up from my doorman right outside my building. You took me to the end of the block. Not a car in sight. Not an ounce of traffic. What's the... These people, they're they're swindlers, I'm telling you. They're swindlers. But that's where I spend my extra money on. That is 100% what I'm doing. I'm curious to know what you're doing. I, uh... Last week, I talked about the article that was in the New York Times, which I just loved, and it showed what America, in the New York Times magazine, what America spends our, their money on. You know, it took like five or ten whatever families. It showed their monthly bills. And um, this week, when I, this weekend when I was reading the newspaper again, I read the, uh, the editor's notes of people that, you know, commented on the article from the week prior. I never read this. I never read this section. I, I don't even know if I've ever read it once, but I was having my 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 Italian breakfast of Italian bread and butter, as I usually do. And I'm sitting there, and I'm reading the paper. I'm reading this, ed- this editor's notes. Um, and, you know, somebody wrote the best thing. I just loved it. She This lady wrote, wrote in, and she said, she said, thank you to the New York Times. Thank you for publishing you know, this this article on, on and exposing everybody's finances. She thanked all the families for sh- for allowing us to look at what they're spending their money on each month. And she said she appreciated the reality check, um, you know, within, within the article. She appreciated seeing what everybody really spends their money on. And she said, uh, I admire all the families. Can this be a regular series? And, uh, and another woman wrote in, and she said, you know, our national, and I thought this was so interesting, she said, our national pastime seems to be judging people's personal choices. Our national pastime judges people's personal choices, judges people's expenditures, what they're doing with their money. And this woman, she said in her writing, that there's too much idealizing unrealistic things within personal finance and this is a reality check that we all need you know this being the article and you know it made me think I uh it it really got me thinking because we if you think about 
I mean, you know, if you have a family, you know, if you have a family, you live on a budget, you, you know, you know what you're spending every month and whatever. But think about people that don't have families, like young people. Think about yourself. You, or, or if you're listening, you're 22, 23, 24 years old, you know, no family, just yourself. If you're just a free agent and all you got to do is spend your money on maybe your rent or your booze that you're drinking or your food, whatever it is, or your taxis. You you probably I'm gonna probably guess that you view this twenty three you you are you at twenty three or if you are a twenty three year old listener you know using that as just general age you might be following your favorite celebs on social media you might be seeing what they're wearing what they're driving what they're doing where they're going and you 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 idealize that you want to spend your money on that too if you if you have this bag you know it's it's it it it's it, it, it's it's a luxury, you know, it's the luxury marketing 101. If you have this bag, you too will be living this glamorous life. If you do smoke these cigarettes, you too will feel happy and carefree. Okay, that's an 80s reference and that doesn't even exist anymore, but you get what I'm saying. And uh, and there is, and this woman, she made such a great point. There is so much unrealistic idealizing of things that we don't even need, that aren't even important in life. And when you read this article, if you did get a chance to read it in the New York Times Magazine last week, if you do, if when you read it, you just see how real, how real the average American's financial situation is, what they're spending their money on, what they're doing to make ends meet. Are they even having extra money to save every month? Sometimes I don't have extra money to save every month. It is not easy. I, and I, I think that I think that the New York Times should make this a regular series. I think that uh, if, if we were even to have some some people that could use their their social platform or their celebrity platform to, you know, talk even more about personal finance, particularly with young people, I think that would would, would be really great for society. Not being preachy, I'm just saying. At 24, 23 years old, nobody was telling me what I should be doing with my money. Nobody was telling me that, oh, you looking at, you know, going to the Winter Music Conference in Miami and buying the latest, you know, clothes from G&G, whatever the hell I was shopping. 579, you shouldn't be doing that, Elise. Who gives a shit about Contempo casuals and, you know, Blossom? Okay, that, that's so ridiculous. I'm like, I'm, I'm too young to have been 23 wanted to dress like Blossom, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, I agree. I think we should make that kind of article a, 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 a every day. I would, every week, I would like to see what people are spending their money on. It makes me um, curious. It gives me the, a reality check. And it also uh, would probably make me grateful for what I have. Even more grateful, I should say, for what I have, right? But anyway. Anywho, I do have some news. I'm going to be, I am going to um, meet, uh, so I have a friend, a very funny comic friend, Rich Aronovich. He, uh, he's a Jewish guy. He's a really hilarious uh, stand-up comedian. He's been doing stand-up for about, I don't know, 15, 17 years. He's great. Brings down the house. He's on the road a lot with Jessica Curson. He does a lot of stuff with Jessica Curson. And if you don't know who she is, she is also hilarious, a hilarious Jewish comic um, with a nice following. And Rich and I, we are going to um, get together and we are going to put on a show. We are going to do one night only, um, just as a litmus test to see how it goes. How uh, are we? Do we sell tickets? Or, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
I'm thinking, uh, I haven't decided where it's going to be. It's either going to probably be at Governor's in Long Island or it, it will be uh, maybe at Gotham Comedy Club in Manhattan. I don't know yet of the exact location, but, um, you know, it'll be something called, I don't know, Elise DeLucci and Friends or something like this. And it's going to be, uh, I'll be, um, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll, it'll be my show. It'll be my show. Just Elise. Just Elise and with Rich. And Rich is... Uh, Rich is just so awesome, and he's so funny. So I'll keep you posted on that. We're thinking right now of doing it in September. You know, I went out. I, I think, as you guys know, um, I've been out with Mike Marino. We've been having an amazing time, an absolutely amazing, amazing time. And uh, so many people came out uh, to see us and see me, that know me, whether from stand-up comedy or from social media or on this medium, podcast listeners, and obviously, thank you. I appreciate you guys coming out. But a lot of people said, "When are you going to be doing your own show? When, when can I see? When can I see the Elise Delucci show?" And I was just like, "Oh, hmm, I don't know. Uh, soon." <laughs> but you know, stage time is always so hard to get, and booking the room and all the logistics. But I, I was at Gotham this past weekend, uh, hanging out with Rich, and I just said, "You know what? Let's do it. We're going to have a great time." We'll do one night only. We'll see how the turnout is, and uh, and if it and if it really is is something wonderful, we'll t- we'll start taking it to other cities. So I'll keep you posted on that. It's going to be in September, most likely in September. Um, I would do it in the summer, to be honest. But the summer is, I mean, so many people are away, especially this summer. You know, holidays tends to be, I guess, a little tough with. Um, everybody doing their holiday shopping and again who's out of town and whatnot so we're probably going to do it for September product of the week oh my god I can't even believe I haven't spoken to you about this product this is one of my favorites this product I'm going to be butchering the name it's called um it's called I think it's called Felice or Felchi I have honestly have no idea Azura this is how you spell it f-e-l-c-e space A-Z-Z-U-R-R-I. It's an Italian product. It is talc powder with a puff puff. I know. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I have been using this product for 10 years. Let me tell you. I buy this product at La Bella Supermarket, and I use it every day after the shower. It's it's so, this, uh, however you pronounce it, Felchi, Azora. It's not Felice. It's probably Felchi or something. I don't know. I have no idea. And what does that even mean? The blue happy? uh, Happy blue? I don't know. Anyway. It's a little blue container, a little blue canister, plastic, and it's just talc powder, and it has a pink puff, little puff puff on it. Some of them have white puff puffs, and by the way, if you're a guy listening to this, you don't have to get the one with the puff, okay? There's ones without the puff. It's just like a powder that you shake. I buy this powder for $5 at the supermarket. You could buy it on Amazon for $13. It's, I love this powder. It smells fresh. It's light. It has a plastic top. It's adorable. It's very 1950s. You know, your little body power with the big pink poof poof. I just love it. And for $5, you can't go wrong. When I get, I'm not kidding you. When I get out of the shower, I use this powder. I use it on my chest, on my back, on my arms. I love it. I, my kids use it. I use it on my kids. It's, it's just, it's a nice smelling powder. It's like baby powder, but not, you know, having the smell of, of obviously an infant. It's great. It doesn't go everywhere. It comes off so easily totally recommend you can only find it though in the italian stores like the italian supermarkets but you can you can uh find it on 
Amazon. I bought one for my mother, for my sisters. My mother has it in her bathroom. She uses it all the time. Honestly, it's a great product. Now, that's, that's my product that I want to talk about. But somebody wrote to me, and they told me about a product that I should look into, and I've never tried it. Um, it's called Maui Babe. It's suntan lotion. I looked it up on Amazon. It looked mildly scary, but it looked kind of, it, the packaging was so scary in some ways, but it was like so scary that you're like, oh, this is like really good. Like this, this packaging is so hideous that it definitely works amazing. It looks like it, someone just packaged it in their kitchen, you know, themselves, but it's uh, it's just this plastic bottle of, of suntan lotion, but it's this brown, it looks like brown thick, dark, car- it's a caramel color, and apparently, you know, you put it on your skin, it works really good for fair skin tones, you put it on, you go out in the sun, and you get this beautiful brown color, and um, people say that this lotion is so moisturizing, when I was reading the reviews, saying it's so moisturizing, um, you know, and it's weird, it's a weird product in my opinion, because because it's just so dark and thick and rich and brown. But I don't know. People are loving it. Maui Babe, I forget the price. I think maybe it's like 10 bucks or something. That I don't. Re- and the girl uh, who sent it to me, the woman, I, I apologize. I'm forgetting uh, who exactly it was. But thank you for sending it. I always love the product recommendations. It's in my Amazon cart. And so next week when I do my Amazon batch order, because that's where I'm at right now in my life, it, it's going to be delivered to me. Yes, also in my Amazon batch order is uh, is lots of headbands that I don't need. You know, they have they sell these fabulous, Amazon sells these fabulous packs of headbands, you know. It's like the velvet headbands with the pearls all over them and the knots on the top. I, I don't I don't need I don't need 13 headbands in all the colors of the rainbow. Roy G. Biff delivered to my door. I'm gonna wear them once, never again. But you know, why not? Why not? So I'm gonna order Maui Babe. Maui Babe Suntan Lotion next week. You got to get your Felchi Azura. I'm definitely pronouncing it wrong. If you and God, not my strong point. Not my strong point. Where am I going to be this week? Am I going to be anywhere this week? Um, oh, Thursday night I'm going to be at the comic strip on the Upper East Side. Uh, I'm doing a fundraiser with uh, funny people, funny people. Janice uh, Masidi, really funny uh, Jewish comic from New York. Ellen Karras. On the uh, is also from New York. She's on the Upper East Side. She calls herself the Greek goddess of comedy. She's very funny. Uh, it's going to be me, I think, and a couple of the girls. Oh, and Michael Rappaport is going to be there. Who is hilarious? Michael Rappaport, he's been in a ton of uh, movies and TV shows. We're actually friends. He wants me to teach him about cryptocurrency, and I didn't forget about that for you guys either. Uh, the markets have collapsed, so, you know, that's been a real treat. Anyway, uh, but that's Thursday night after uh, the comic strips. After that, I'm going to be doing a 10 p.m. spot at Broadway Comedy Club. And then I think on Saturday night, it might be at Governor's. But I will keep you posted on the Elise DeLucci show or Elise DeLucci and Friends um, coming soon, September, in Manhattan. If you want me to uh, – and by the way, this is uh, important. If you um, – I'm redoing my website right now, so it's a complete disaster. And my website is also including a a new email list. If you want me to um, uh, keep you posted on the show, uh, on the date of my show, the Elise uh, show, send me uh, your email address. You can email me at comedy at gmail.com. comedy at gmail.com. Send me your email. I'll add you to the list. I'm not going to spam you. I'm going to probably have an email sent once a month, once every other month with show dates. That's it. No interest in spamming you because I know how annoying that is. That's that. 
That is all for the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 67, baby. I'm always so excited to do this. I'm always so excited to talk to you. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I hope to see you all and meet you all very soon. Things are opening up. Comedy's back, baby. And we're going to hit the road. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.